Thank you for listening to the podcast today. This episode was brought to you by Anchor. What is Anchor? Well, let me explain. Not only is it free, but there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. On top of that, Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and oh, so many more. But wait, there's more. Anchor has so much faith in you as a podcaster that they would love to be your first sponsor, even before your first subscriber. Download Anchor today from the iOS or Android store, or go to anchor.fm to get started. Remember, it's all you need to make a podcast in one place. And again, thank you for listening, and have a great day. We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration, before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. I don't care if you think I'm Satan reincarnated. The latest on an alleged plan to assassinate Donald Trump. This man grabbed by police at a packed rally in Las Vegas, and ABC's Pierre Thomas has new details in Washington. Weighing up the mood of conservative America in a gun show in West Virginia. Among the rifle racks and ammunition, there's anger and a dark talk with looming confidence. We are witnessing a radicalization of libertarians all across the country. Dear viewers, we have just received word that libertarian death squads are taking over. We have come to take our country back. He also worries that civil war could be on the way back. The coronavirus. The fear is the Her son, 19-year-old Horace Lorenzo Anderson, was shot and killed inside the then cop-free zone that persisted for weeks on Capitol Hill. Of Afghanistan now inevitable? No, it is not. It's taken just four weeks for that statement to be proved so um, spectacularly and alarmingly wrong. Reality, thousands of miles away, is now on him. China is urging its citizens not to travel abroad as it struggles to contain the virus. We will be standing up Christmas Island as a quarantine. Go, Brandon, I agree. Hey, by the way, China are now banned from entering the country. Christmas Island drywall declared that the coronavirus Name three things that don't hang themselves. That's what the American people think. Welcome back to Inside Four Walls, and good morning. I am your host, James Madison, and I got kind of a funny story for you today. Bit of an interesting way to get your morning kicked off, so hopefully you have that nice cup of coffee next to you. I'm working on my third rip it for the day. I'm going to die very young. Thank God. But, that being said, we're going to go back in time and talk about the defund the police movement in California and covid unemployment benefits because some of my personal life you know is is uh, reminding me about you uh about the ubi experiment we had in this country from 2019 uh 2020 all the way up through like mid 2021 but that being said without any further ado just buckle up and, and enjoy the sheer level of go fuck yourself from california
We now go to Vox for our first article before we move into the really funny part of this episode. Los Angeles voters just delivered a huge win for the defund the police movement. LA's Yes on J campaign flipped the message from defunding the cops to investing in everything else. It worked brilliantly by Rogue Karma. Keep that name in mind. It'll be hilarious later. Published November 4th, 2020. I know. James, I know you're late to the party quite often, but don't you feel like maybe this is a little too late to the party? No, my friends, because trust me, there's a payoff to going back two years. 2020 was two years ago. Suffer. Anyway, there's a reason why I went back to two years ago. Because it's going to make the next article very funny. Let's begin. Los Angeles voters have approved Measure J also known as, quote, Reimagine L.A. County, which requires that 10% of the city's unrestricted general funds estimated between $360 million and $900 million per year to be invested in social services and alternatives to incarceration, not prisons or policing. As of Wednesday afternoon, with a majority of voters counted, 57.1% of voters supported the measure, 42.9% opposed it, according to Los Angeles County Register. The measure's passage comes at a moment when activism across the U.S., including in L.A., have called for defunding the police departments. While Measure J isn't directly a defund the police initiative, it was designed as an important first step towards the public health and investment-based model of public safety that animated the defund the police movement. A critique often made by police reformers of all stripes is that American cities rely far too heavily on law enforcement to address issues like substance abuse, mental health, and hopeless homelessness. Sorry, thing about California made me say homelessness hopelessness. That would be better handled by social service providers and civilian responders. Thus, they generally agree that some level of funding should be redirected from police department budgets to those alternative service providers. In practice, this is exactly what Measure J is likely to do. The measure's language does not explicitly require that the funds for social services and incarceration alternatives must be diverted from law enforcement and the prison system. Nevertheless, in and lost in an August board meeting, Acting County Chief Executive Fisa Davenport said that the Sheriff's Department, which accounts for $2 billion of the existing local budget, would likely be impacted. The fact that Measure J echoes demands to defund the police isn't an accident. The charge to support the initiative was led by the Reimagine LA County Coalition, a coalition of almost 100 local racial and criminal justice organizations, including Black Lives Matter Los Angeles, progressive political groups, and local unions, many of which had been at the forefront of the successful organizing effort to stop LA County's $2.2 billion jail expansion plan in 2019. Quote, Measure J answers county voter- voters' call for true structural change by ins- ensuring, through a charter amendment that dollars from existing County funds be dedicated to the priority programs and services our black and brown communities need for equitable futures. Unices Hernandez. 
co-chair of Reimagine LA County told Patch, quote, Measure J invests in jobs rather than jails, in people rather than punishment, and in mental health rather than incarceration. How Measure J works, briefly explained. Measure J will amend LA County's charter requiring the local board of supervisors to allocate a tenth of the roughly $8.8 billion discretionary local budget to programs and services that fall within one of two categories. Quote, direct community investment, which includes affordable housing, job training, and investments in minority-owned businesses. And, quote, alternatives to incarceration, end quote, which includes restorative justice programs, mental health, and substance abuse disorder treatments. And prison reentry initiatives. The measure prohibits the city from using any of those funds on law enforcement or incarceration, and it explicitly dedicates that the new funds cannot supplant existing social services or alternatives to incarceration spending. They must be taken from elsewhere. Crucially, remember that, they must be taken from elsewhere. Crucially, Measure J is not simply a one-off budgetary concession. It codifies that 10% of funding mandate into law, no sunset clause. For supporters, this is the measure's most important feature. LA County will be required to continue funding alternatives to policing and incarceration in perpetuity, long after immediate political pressure for defunding police dies down. It's, quote, something that's going to outlive me, it's going to outlive you, and it hopefully impacts the communities that come after us, Hernandez told the New Republic. The Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors approved placing the measures on a ballot by a vote of 4-1 to one in early August. That decision was largely in response not only to the protest movement for racial justice that rose, rose to new prominence this summer, but its pressure by groups like Reimagine LA Coalition. The measure went on to garner public support from numerous local and statewide officials like L.A. Mayor Eric Garcetti, California Rep. Adam Schiff, and California Secretary of State Alex Padilla, as well as community leaders like Doris Herberta, organizations like Los Angeles County Democratic Party, and major pol- uh, publications like the L.A. Times. Have fun Googling who the billionaire owner of L.A. Times is. Meanwhile, Measure J drew sharp opposition from local law enforcement leaders who argued that it is a thinly veiled attempt to defund the police. Earlier this year, L.A. Sheriff Alex Villanova took to social media to warn that if the amendment passes, the measure would lead to de facto cuts to law enforcement budgets, resulting in patrol station closures, officer layoffs, and a dystopian future in which the streets of L.A. would, quote, look like a scene from Mad Max, end quote. The Association for Los Angeles Deputy Sheriffs alone has spent more than $3.5 million on campaign advertising aimed at convincing the public that Measure J's goal is to defund the police. The advocates pushing for Measure J, however, have avoided framing the initiative in those terms. The rhetoric of defunding the police is completely absent from the campaign's website, and outreach material. Instead, the campaign's messaging has been focused almost entirely on the benefits of increasing investments in underserved black and brown communities. That was a likely 
strategic decision by Reimagine LA County Coalition. National polls from this summer indicate that voters largely support the investment in social services and policing alternatives. However, direct questions about defunding or abolishing the police are often opposed by minorities. By majorities. My apologies. For instance, a June Reuters IPIS poll found that 76% of respondents supported proposals to shift money from policing to social services, but only 39% supported defunding the police. And polling done by the Reimagine LA County Coalition and the local polling outfit uh, of a terrorist in LA County found similar results. In a year when most major cities have responded to nationwide protests by increasing their police budget and others have walked back or circumvented their commitments to slash police spending, the strategic choice to frame Measure J as an investment and develop a ballot initiative that does not explicitly cut police funding could explain why the initiative has succeeded where so many have uh, so many others have failed. Supporters also point to the successful efforts of local organizers to stop LA County's 2.2 billion jail expansion plan in 2019 and push local government to develop the county's alternative to incarceration work group report as laying the political and coalitional foundation for Measure J's eventual victory. Voters confirmed the efficiency of the, strateg- of the strategy this week. The passage of Measure J is perhaps the most significant victory for police reform movement since this summer's protest. And that brings us to the end of this article from November 4th, 2020 by Rogue Karma. Los Angeles voters just delivered a huge win for the defund the police movement. Let's move on. And now, my friends, I hope you're ready for a good belly laugh from the LA Taco, which is NewsGuard certified, mind you. Update. At the peak of the defund era, LA received $6 million in COVID relief. Half went to LAPD. Oh. By Alexis Oliver Ray, March 22nd, 2022. Update on 3-23-2020. Eight, sorry, 2022. A spokesperson for the Office of City Controller Respondent to L.A. Taco's request for comment with the following statement. Quote, the information on precise ARPA spending wasn't available when our office created the dashboard last year. It was intended to be a point-in-time visualization based on categories of potential spending listed in proposed budget which came before the city of Los Angeles began. Using ARPA funds as such, it reflected a proposal on how the city could spend the money throughout the fiscal year and to show the public what the possibilities were. We also clearly noted the actual spending, once it happened, could be different in January. Our office 
did not initially look back at the pub and published a general breakdown of last year's spending. We will release a more detailed account in an audit later this year. Roughly half of all COVID-19 relief funds sent to the city of Los Angeles last year under the American Rescue Plan ARAP or ARPA, my apologies, quietly went into the pockets of the police officers while members of the public called for resources to be diverted away from law enforcement, the city of uh, city officials say the spending was necessary and fits within the guidelines outlined in the legislation. Again, it said they could pull from other sources. The city was awarded roughly 1.3 billion under the ARPA, the trillion-dollar economic stimulus package championed by the Biden administration providing checks and unemployment benefits to millions of Americans, according to the city officials. $680 million was transferred to the city last year, with about $317 million going to the Los Angeles Police Department, LAPD, for payroll expenditures, according to city officials. Outside of public safety, the city has reported spending less than $13 million on grants to support local businesses and boost hiring in underserved areas. We have a tweet here from Kenneth, Kenneth Magia, CPA. <laughs> city of LA Financial Transparency, the city received six, $639 million, $4,050, $450,464 from the American Rescue Plan, ARP, in 2021. We did a CPRA of the Controller's Office and found out that $317.4 million, or 50% of our ARP funds, were spent on general government services aka LAPD's payroll expenditures published March 14, 2022. Kenneth Magia, a certified public accountant and activist running for city controller, first reported this last week after receiving the public record request filed earlier this month with the office of the city controller, the city's accountant. The city's controller previously released a report outlining how ARPA funds are spent, quote, ARPA funds support current programs and will fund key investments to elevate homelessness, create neighborhood equality initiatives, aid the ongoing COVID-19 response, and more, the report reads. But Magia found gaps in the data, quote, I was searching to see specifics on what we spend our COVID-19 federal relief funds on, and the American Resource Plan. Well, I'm sorry, when I couldn't find it online, the controller's website, I decided to do a CPRA to find out. Magia told LA Taco this week, despite receiving half of the funds thus far, the LAPD is absent from the city's controller's ARPA report. The police department is not included in the data dashboard. 
that allows users to see how many is distribute how much money is distributed to more than 20 city agencies and what is being spent on nor are the references anywhere else in the report similarly a 32 page report from the chief administrative office cao detailing how the city plans to spend their relief funds only mentioned LAPD once and police twice. There's no reference to ARPA funds being used for police salaries. In response to Magia's public record request, an analyst with the office of the city controller admits that the data was not included in their dashboard, but says it will be released in another report later this year. Benjamin Sija, an assistant city administrative officer, CAO, told LA Taco that they could not confirm any of the city controller's dashboard data. Quote, to the best of our understanding, the information on the controller's site relies on numbers from the mayor's proposed budget for the year 2021 to 2022 Whew. that were subsequently modified through the adoption of the budget, end quote. Sija added that the ARPA expenditures listed in the proposed budget, quote, were based on potential eligible uses that we later determined were ineligible or required further review. Sija directed us to the city controller for further comments. A spokesperson for the city controller, an office that prides itself in accountability and transparency, did not respond to multiple requests from LA Taco for comment for this story. In a report submitted to the Treasurer's Department last year, the city made it clear that they intend to use ARPA funds, quote, to address the negative economic health impacts of the pandemic and to do so in a way that allows the city to act as an engine for equality, targeting and serving disadvantaged and traditionally underserved communities. So how did nearly all of the first batch of ARPA relief fund go to the LAPD? Cities can use ARPA funds to address pandemic-related expenses such as free COVID-19 testing, contact tracing, and rental assistance. But they can also be used for, quote, provision of government services. To be clear, spending on public safety services and general government services are eligible expenditures and consistent with the intent of the funds, Sija, the city financial analysis analyst, told us. By their estimate, the city lost over $1.2 billion in revenue during the first 10 months of the pandemic. The loss was so significant the city was forced to dip into reserves and front fund cost. Quote, Based on our calculations using the methodology of the U.S. Department of Treasury, the city's general fund's revenue losses due to the negative economic impact of the pandemic will exceed $1.28 billion, explained Sija. Quote, Given this huge revenue gap, the city treated all ARPA funds as general fund revenue placement for the following <clears throat> Sorry, this allowed the city to balance the general fund budget for two financial years, financial year 21 and financial year 2022, without drawing on reserves or 
deficient borrowing, using long-term debt to pay off short-term needs. In addition to providing funds for unemployment, the Rental Assistance for Americans, the American Rescue Plan Act also sets aside hundreds of millions of dollars for local governments to, quote, keep frontline public workers on the job and paid. Under the legislation, funding may, quote, funding may be used to pay for government services in an amount equal to the revenue loss experienced by the recipients due the COVID-19 public health emergency. Quote, those services include any service traditionally provided by a government, including construction of roads and other infrastructure provisions of public safety and other services and health and educational services. What this means is that similar property taxes, sale taxes, and other general fund revenue sources, the ARPA, is supporting the everyday government services of the city, including LAPD payroll as well, end quote. With $1.3 billion in annual payroll expenses before overtime and personal benefits, the LAPD has the highest payroll in the city, but in a city where thousands of people live in the streets, one might ask, why not use the money to house people or keep people from falling into homelessness? Seager describes the spending on public safety as necessary. Quote, we did not have enough of our general fund revenue to cover all of our expenses for the fiscal year of 2020 to 2021. As such, the federal funds were used to cover the cost of the city's government services, specifically LAPD payroll, end quote. The general guidelines were unclear when this decision was made, but the city felt that the interim guidelines were clear enough on, quote, public safety services, end quote, being an eligible use. CJ told LA Taco, quote, thus, to avoid the risk of any expenditures being deemed ineligible, the LAPD payroll expenditures were reported as ARPA-funded expenditures. So far, the city has only reported spending $12.4 million ARPA dollars on other programs. Outside of policing, that money is being used to support initiatives in the negative economic impact category, which includes providing technology and rental assistance grants to help businesses impacted by COVID-19 as well as providing funding for small businesses located in disadvantaged communities to set up parklets for outdoor dining under the, quote, Al Fresco program and end quote. In the, their subsequent report the, to the Treasury Department, the city hopes to report additional spending in this category, Seja told us. Quote, in addition to general government services, we will be reporting on other expenditures that are most specific, that are more specific in their support for families and businesses struggling with negative economic impacts of the pandemic. We will provide details of these expenditures in the future reports, CJ Sija said in a statement to LA Taco. For critics of the police who have been fighting to take resources away from law enforcement, discovering that hundreds of millions of dollars of 
covertly, hundreds of millions of dollars covertly went to the LAPD when so many Angelinos are suffering is a slap in the face. The lack of transparency concerning how the COVID relief funds are being distributed feels intentionally deceptive to some. Well, gee, I can only imagine when you're burning a city, they might get a little uh, secretive about where the money goes. I only wonder why. Quote, We could have bought buildings to use for permanent housing are unhoused. A Twitter user wrote under Magia's post. Bold. Quote, This kind of information needs to be mass distributed with the hopes of systemic change following close behind, said another Twitter user. And that is the end of this article. And this, well, almost into this episode of Inside Four Walls, which will also be uploaded to YouTube as its own thing for now. Now, me, if a city wants to defund, defund its police, it should be allowed to defund its police and deal with the consequences, good or otherwise. Me, I have trust issues when it comes to the cop. I've seen enough videos of cops beating, macing, or shooting at little MAGA hat wearing people. And I've also seen them beating protesters at other events as well. I've seen it in person and over footage as well. So I have various concerns and uh, distrust of the cops. Not to mention, I feel like most of the good cops have quit. Be it the blue flu that we saw from 2018 all the way through 2020 and early 2021 where cops were just calling off sick. And then when Edward never came back into work by the thousands happening across this country. And then when the mandates came into town, a bunch of police just quit their jobs. So you have all you have now, as far as I can tell, is a bunch of bootlicking state law enforcement that will kill you for using your First Amendment to try and protect your Second Amendment. So I am not a big back-the-blue kind of guy, which sets me apart from other Trump supporters, I know. Now, again, this city voted to not fund the police, but the government used pandemic funds to covertly fund the police anyway. You gotta love it. Now me, I'm just laughing. You know, I'm all about... I'm just laughing, right? These whiny shit libs threw a hissy fit wanted to defund the police, they handed them this fucking bullshit fake bill that they passed and they purposely left in that fine, 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 from general taxes collected, we won't fund the police anymore. Now we'll remove a, they'll remove a couple billion from their funding. But we're gonna make sure there's things that we can pull from other places. Other places happen to be the pandemic funds. Well, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes, and I get to have a fucking chuckle at your expense. LA is just a big fucking shit show at this point, and I just thought this would put a big old smile on your faces because since this article came out, the rage online from the left has been palpable. And I find it oh so funny that I forgot to feel bad for them. But we should take a moment to understand something. They voted for something. 
they did not get what they voted for. And I, you know, I think the whole defund the police movement is retarded, especially the approach they have taken. I'll explain what my approach would be later. But, nonetheless, this is what they voted for, and the city did not give the people what they voted for. Which is kind of bullshit. Even if I think what they voted for is dumb. Now, my response to policing. Uh, I think, yeah, I, I am for police defunding. Absolutely. But, there's a caveat to that. I want every citizen to have a gun. I want gun safety and usage taught in schools. I think that should be a part of necessary curriculum. I also think they need to bring back civics and home ec as well. Less about the mitochondria, more about the constitution, more about how to use guns, and more about how to balance a checkbook and pay taxes. You know, so you at least learn about taxes so you can more effectively evade them. You know? Anyway, I think kids from a young age need to be exposed to guns, taught about them, taught about safety and discipline, and it should be part of our curriculum in this country. Especially a country that started the trend of, as far as I can tell, and as far as I know, the only, only country with a guaranteed Second Amendment, which the government doesn't give a fuck about and they will trample all over it, but it still exists. We just have to come together and fight for it. But, if every citizen knows how to use a gun... And knows everybody else has a gun. They're not going to want to go psycho. I don't know how many people have ever been in a dojo, right? But if you're ever around people who do martial arts. Or in a place where martial arts are trained in practice. You'll notice there isn't real shit talk. No one is going in there acting crazy. Talking mad shit. Trying to provoke a fight. Because everyone in there knows that someone in that area can whoop their ass. So they come correct. Because they don't want to be that one guy who runs their mouth. Finds out there's somebody who's badder shit than they are and beats the fuck out of them. Same thing. If you know everybody's got a gun, you ain't gonna want to pull that gun because you may shoot one person but about 15 people are gonna turn you into a fine little red paste on the ground. Look at look at the church footage. The 2019 or uh, no, 2020 uh, attempted church, uh, church shooting in Texas. Uh, dude was like 26 broke in the door, tried to shoot everybody up in the church. Two of the people in the church stood up and pop, pop. Gunman was down. Millions of lives are saved by guns every year. Think about how many more lives would be saved if more Americans were not afraid of owning guns. But gun ownership in this country is on the rise. Thank God. In 2020 and 2021, we saw record first-time gun owners. And then we saw record gun sales. It steeped, it it, it sloped down uh, in the middle of 2021 when a bunch of gun bans came and Russian ammo ban came. And then guns got ridiculously expensive. But there's a lot new, a lot of new gun owners out there, you know. And that's my my response to police. An armed society is a play society. If we had an armed society, we wouldn't need to waste tax dollars funding the bootlicking, state-funded pawns of violence. Uh, I just, I, I do not trust police. Too many cops are happily are going to be happy to just do whatever the fuck they're told. It let, let let's say you got a, a Caltech ten. Right, and they sign an executive order, and the Caltech 10 is now a felony to have. These cops could theoretically get a no-knock warrant, bust your door down, and kill you in an attempt to get your rifle firearm, right, your rightful firearm, away from you. They'll also kill your dog too, because they always kill a dog. 
That's why I don't trust police. Too many of them are happy to just do what they were told. And the ones that won't just do what they're told quit. Either over all the riots or over the mandate. So I don't trust the current police in America. That's why I say defund the police and arm the citizens. Too many Americans are comfortable giving all their their security and protection over to the state to provide. And the state cannot provide anything effectively. The state is wildly inefficient at providing goods and services and protection to this country. They're too busy playing emotional pleas to fool ignorant dumbasses into supporting Ukraine when most of the people who are now supporting Ukraine on the right are the same people who just three years ago were saying, oh, it's corrupt and evil because they they, they fired the prosecutor, gave 10% to the big guy, blah, 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 but now they're the good guys. Joe Biden's passing more and more gun control by the day, going after ghost guns and shit, and more and more Americans are learning more about their rights and seeing up for it. A little white pill of hope in this time is... With all these people on the there, because there was definitely a wide collection of people on the left who went out and got guns and are now caring about the Second Amendment in a way they never did before. I truly think this country is now predominantly pro-gun again. I think in a way all the rioting and Joe Biden's incompetence has made gun owners great again. And that's kind of it, you know more and more people are coming together to work against the government on the left and the right it's uh there's a strong wind of change coming a majority of the states now are are constitutional carry and ohio just got it michigan's got a bunch of people running on it we'll see if they actually do anything about it yeah you know i just want to start your morning off good with some good news and you know California being funny and liberals crying. It's just a good way to start the morning. I've had a couple dour starts of the day, and I, you know, Easter I had that really long, fucked up episode about the subway shooter. I wanted to bring you guys something lighthearted. This will also go up on YouTube as well. Uh, that being said, this is the end of this episode. I'm your host, James Madison, and I shall talk to you guys later. America is brought to you by Pfizer. CBS Health Watch sponsored by Pfizer. Anderson Cooper 360. Brought to you by Pfizer. ABC News Nightline. Brought to you by Pfizer. Making a difference. Brought to you by Pfizer. CNN Tonight. Brought to you by Pfizer. Early start. Brought to you by Pfizer. Friday night on Aaron Burnett out front. Brought to you by Pfizer. Week with George Stephanopoulos is brought to you by Pfizer. This weather report brought to you by Pfizer. Today's countdown to the royal wedding is brought to you by Pfizer. And now a CBS Sports update brought to you by Pfizer. Meet the press data download brought to you by Pfizer. This portion of CBS This Morning sponsored by Pfizer. On how to find the hidden sugars in the American family diet. Sponsored by Pfizer.